We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to another episode of Outside the Trenches. I'm BJ Kissel, joined as always by six-year NFL veteran, former K-State All-American, and two-time Remington finalist, Mr. Nick Leckie, and as well as our podcast producer, Tucker Franklin. We'll be breaking down the 2-2 Chiefs hosting the 3-1 Buffalo Bills at Arrowhead Stadium in primetime on Sunday Night Football. We appreciate everybody who's out there joining us live, whether it's on our Facebook group, our YouTube page, our Twitch, our Twitter, or you're listening tomorrow or any day in the future on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate all of you. Nick, let's start with you, man. I want to try something a little different. What has been your victory of the week so far? Let's start with something positive. Um, my, my victory of the week would be uh, I just watched my, my my son do a concert, and I thought that was really cool. It was outside uh, behind his elementary school, and it was just cool to see the kids. It was a quick little thirty minute, and you know, they, it's just cool to see them all just playing music and and hanging out. And it was just it was fun. It was fun to see. That was my victory. Awesome, hmm. awesome, awesome, awesome. Tucker, what about you? What's your victory of the week? I just really enjoy when the weather gets cooler and I enjoy the simple things in life like that. So like, that's a win to me. It's like when I can finally break out the crew necks and get a little of those comfy baggy clothes on, that's a win. Uh, I know, I know I didn't do anything, but mother nature brought me a victory and I'm okay with that. I like that. I think shorts and hoodie season is the best weather in history. Like best weather Mm -hmm. there is. I absolutely agree with that. And hopefully the weather stays away. On Sunday, I know at different points there have been a chance, a small chance of rain, but hopefully that stays away. Hopefully you don't stay away from our good friends at Jack Stack Barbecue, the presenting sponsor of this podcast. Whether you live in Kansas City and can go to any of the seven locations, which includes the new one up near Nick in Lenexa, that spot. I've heard nothing but phenomenal things about anybody who has gone there from the service to the food, obviously being very, very good. But if you don't live in the Kansas City area, don't worry, because they ship all over the country. JackStackBBQ.com will take care of you, and they'll send that dry ice. You get it. You warm it up. It is absolutely phenomenal. Make sure to get the carrot cake, because you can't not have carrot cake. Guys, let's talk a little football now. Let's start with the front of the queue. New segment brought to you by our good friend, Nick Lecky, who had that idea last week. Let's go with three hot topics. Nick, the first thing I want to start with you, everybody's been talking this week. Frank Clark 
Willie Gay, both guys who have been injured. Willie Gay still on IR, so they haven't activated him yet, but he's practicing. There's optimism that he could play. Frank Clark said he was close. He's been practicing. Thought he was going to play last week. Didn't. Do the Chiefs need these guys against the Buffalo Bills, a team averaging 33.5 points per game, just like the Chiefs? Do they need those two guys to have success enough to win at Arrowhead on Sunday night against the Bills? You do. You absolutely do. I, I think it's something what, what Frank and what um, um, uh, Willie. What Willie Gay Jr. Uh, bring to the table is presence, uh, veteran presence. You know, Willie Gay is what entering his what, second, third year, his third year, mm-hmm. right? And so second, and then he just plays so well. And and you need that. You need that sort of run, run forcer. And there's something like from an offensive line standpoint, when you have a guy like him uh, back there in that front four, it really, it, it really limits like how you block, like how well you can combo block on that D lineman. So you're already looking to go, go quick to get up to Willie. Cause you know, he's filling them, filling them run fits. And so it, it, then you're stranding out your guy, on the first level. So that D lineman is getting off blocks quicker because you're getting off quicker. So it throws like a little, that's like the small nuance of the game that some people don't see, but that's what Willie's presence brings. And then with Frank, you know, same concept. He's not a Joey Bosa, you know, 20 sacks a year, get after it, but, but he'll, he's a presence. He's a presence in the locker room and he's a presence on the field. And and that's what I love about Frank too. There's something to be said about going out there and doing your job. Doesn't have to be flashy. You don't have to get 12 pressures a game to make an impact as an edge rusher. I know that's what he's paid for. I know that's what you get the big bucks for, and, and I get that. But at some point, you got to get that out of your head, and you just have to work with what you got. And you can't change contracts in the middle. You can't do a lot of different things. Figure out a way to go out there and find success as a defense with whatever you have in that room. And hopefully we see Frank back out there and whatever – impact he makes whether we see it whether it's from production or whether it's just he happens to be out there and they just start playing better and we all say it's because of frank and someone says he's not doing anything whatever the reason all that matters is that they get better so tucker i want to give you a chance to answer the same question just do they need willie gay and frank clark to beat the bills on sunday i think probably so what comes to my mind when we first start talking about this is kind of the same situation that we talk about with josh gordon right the Chiefs really needed another wide receiver to take attention away from Tyreek Hill, to take attention away from Travis Kelsey. The Chiefs kind of need Frank Clark on the field to take attention away from other guys on the defense as well. You know, Chris Jones, namely. Uh, Jaron Reed, probably as well. He hasn't really, um, I, I don't think, he hasn't played poorly, but he hasn't played up to the expectations, I think, as Chiefs Kingdom have placed upon him prior to this season. So I think Frank Clark's one of those guys that demands your attention. You have to pay attention to him. And in the same way, Willie Gay does too. Willie Gay is the most athletic linebacker the Chiefs have. Uh, I don't think there's really any debating that. He can really run fit well, get that good sideline to sideline speed, and he can really close down these gaps. So I'm really excited to see if Willie Gay comes back, when Willie Gay comes back, because him getting on the field will be a big difference, especially in year two. There's, you know, we, we talk all the time about, you know, you have to have years under your belt in Steve Spagnuolo's system to really fully understand and get some playing time. And now Willie Gay has it. Now Willie Gay has a year under his belt. So I'd, I'm really excited to see what he's learned and what he's picked up on. The thing I remember about Willie Gay when the Chiefs drafted him, we haven't seen a ton of it just because we haven't seen a lot of him being out there consistently. It's been packages and running on and off that you saw in college. He was an energy giver, not to steal a line from Coach Reed, but he's an energy giver. I mean, this guy runs around. He plays with a lot of energy. He's very similar to Chris Jones in that way, in the way that he kind of create. he's that conduit between the fans and what's happening out on the field to just create, again, energy. And so, like, maybe that's a missing – element to the chiefs defense that we see willie gay out there 
you see Tyron, you see different guys get it going, but when there's a guy in the middle of the defense that's kind of relaying the guys up front and the guys behind him, it's not really Hitch's personality. It's not really Ben Neiman's personality. It's not what Sorensen's going to do. Anybody's playing at that level. Nick Bolton's a young player. Uh, haven't seen that from him. So, like, maybe we get that from Willie Gay and you get a little bit more energy from that side of the ball to go out there and make plays. And they're going to make plays. I want to run through some of the stats for the Buffalo Bills because I think it's really important for Chiefs fans that just hear Buffalo and they just – whatever they have in mind of what Buffalo is, I guarantee these numbers are going to surprise you. So right now, net yards per game. Bills sixth in the NFL, averaging 404 yards per game. Points per game, tied for second with the Chiefs at 33.5 points per game. Then it starts to get tricky or a little scary on the defensive side, if we want to be honest, because on paper, two of the four games the Bills have played, they threw a shutout. They have allowed zero points in two of their four games. Now, they haven't played the same kind of schedule that the Chiefs have, but in old Martyism, the other guy's on scholarship too. Like, There's a lot of still very high-quality NFL players that they're finding success against and coaches that they've had success against. But net yards per game, 216 yards per game is all the Bills have been giving up on average per game. Yards per play, 4.0, number one in the NFL. Points per game, granted, throwing two shutouts helps. Points per game, 11 points per game. They are the number one scoring defense in the NFL. And then net passing yards per game, allowing only 148.8. At what point in the game, Nick, are the Chiefs going to surpass 148.8 passing yards? Second quarter. Yeah, sounds I think right. second quarter. That and, sounds and, right. I want to go into – go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go, no, go ahead. No, I was going to move on to the next thing, and, and Tucker brought it up a second ago, but it's Josh Gordon. Same same question. What kind of impact do you see Josh Gordon making if he's out on the field? What kind of impact do you see him making? How many snaps do you see him getting? Nick, let's have you go first. Ten. I see ten, and then I see just drawing that limelight from Tyreek, but then also teams don't know how to play him yet, right? There's There's no data on Josh Gordon right now, so they don't know what he's going to be, where his fit's going to be in his system. And then the Chiefs don't know what they're going to get either. Is this going to be, you know, vintage Randy Moss with the uh, Patriots? Or is this going to be, you know, uh, Antonio Brown from the Super Bowl year? Both solid options. Tuck, what do you think? Yeah, I, 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 part of me, this is the trust issues part of me, thinks it's a, just a bunch of smoke, right? Um, thinks that Andy Reid's just saying this stuff to make the Bills have to think about using Josh Gordon, that Josh Gordon can come out at any time, that they've had packages made for Josh Gordon, that he's going to take the top off the defense, and the Bills have to plan for that, and they have to strategize for that. Do I think that could actually be happening? Yeah. I do. Um, I think that they could be be planning there uh, for Gordon to be used. I want that to be the case. I want Josh Gordon to be out on the field. I don't know if it'll be a whole lot just because of working into Andy Reid's offense. And, and they talked about it on the lab. It's notoriously three years for wide receivers to really get a hang of Andy Reid's offense. But uh, he's that's learning all three or four wide receiver positions. He's just probably learning one, learning the X learning how to get loose. So um, I'm yeah. excited. I think you made a, a good tweet on, on tweet on Twitter about, you know, really do the deep shot uh, with yeah. Gordon to make people think about him. Maybe it's just wishful thinking. I just want to see him take a shot because yeah. I want every defensive coordinator for the rest of the season to watch that yeah. play and be like, crap, 
like they figured out a way to get him. I did think, and I think there's something to your point, Tucker, and not to make, not to to add to your trust issues or to, to wind you up a little bit, but it was interesting to me that Eric Bieniemy made the comment, and I didn't hear it. I just saw the the quote, something to the effect of, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Gordon have like hit it off perfectly since the day he stepped foot in here. Like that's <laughs> yeah. not like Bieniemy to just no. gas up something like that. Like right. I when yeah. I saw it, I was like, okay. Like we, we get it and see him out there, go out and make a play. But uh, if it's true, if he goes out there and I think either way, I, I can see Andy Reid taking a shot, you know, at least calling the play and seeing if they cover it. We may never know like, Hey, that was the shot play. They just had it covered. So he ended up checking down or doing something. But again, I, I feel like the best thing that could happen for the chiefs moving forward with Josh Gordon is to, to make a big play uh, early in this game. All right, let's go to the third of the front of the queue, three hot topics. The third hot topic Guys, is this a preview? Tucker, have you go first? Is this a preview of the AFC title game? I think so. I think that these are the two best teams in the AFC, both the class of the AFC. Josh Allen has turned into a phenomenal quarterback. Wouldn't have guessed that from his first season. Um, he's he's really turned into a really solid quarterback. I think these are probably the two best quarterbacks in the AFC off the top of my head. Um, even though Lamar or not Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow won AFC player of the week last week. Um, when Patrick Mahomes threw five touchdowns, little whack. Uh, but anyway, in, in a long winded way of saying, yes, this is a preview of the AFC championship. Nick. No, I think the week one game is the preview of the AFC championship game. I just, I just love how how many tools, uh, Cleveland has and, and on defense, man, you got miles Garrett and I just don't know, um, Buffalo, uh, who that who that comp is, and you got Miles Garrett and a vet in Jadeven Clowney. That's oh my God. That and is I, a force. And I think it's also worth noting just the scheduling and the the challenges. Like the Bills, this is a huge game for the Bills. Yeah. They're playing in the AFC East, like Miami, the Jets. Like they're not the Patriots now. Like they're still Belichick. They're still going to be good, but it's a little different than what the Cleveland is dealing with in their division. So this would be a huge game for Buffalo to kind of. You know, we always talk about like that benchmark, like the Chiefs have become the benchmark to take everyone's best shot. They're going to unload everything because the Bills need home field advantage more than the Chiefs do for like an AFC mm-hmm. title game. Like they want to host that game and take which which is probably the, the closest thing, at least that I've experienced to Arrowhead is Buffalo. Like that's a fun play. Like, if I wasn't a Chiefs fan, like I would go to Buffalo to go to a game because it's <laughs> legit fun. Uh, they look like they're having a very, very good time uh, right there. But uh, you know what else? I can't segue there. I need to get Craig Stout to teach me some segues, Tucker. But right now we're just gonna no. get we're just gonna get right into it. And Fairway Independent Mortgage. Fairway Independent Mortgage makes the home loan process as simple as possible by guiding you through every step, just as they've done for the past 25 years. Call Jennifer Dixon at 816-390-8898. That's 816-390-8898. Great rates, a focus on customer service, and the fastest turn times in the industry. That is Fairway Independent Mortgage. Mm. Going to get better with that, boys. <laughs> Tucker, now it's time for what's going to be our new favorite segment of the week. This is the Jack Stack Crown Prime Beef of the Week, presented yeah. week, week, by week, Tucker week. Franklin. Yeah, Tucker, you're going to tell us the beef on social media. You just tell us what's going on on social media this week. And uh-huh. we're going to get into it. I love your face right now because yes. we intentionally didn't tell you yes. about the beef of the week. We need a youngster's is, perspective. Somebody has <laughs> developed a uh, personality on social media lately, and we're going to give you your own segment for it. 
Well, What's the beef of the week this week? Your hair's looking good, Tucker, by the way, looking solid. I see there's no hat. If you're listening on, on audio only, Tucker's not yeah. wearing a hat, and the flow is is glorious right now. I actually changed it. I put a part in it now. So oh, I have a part okay. in my hair instead of just all one going over. Yeah. Like, um, anyway. I, I like the red, the back lights. I like the red lights in the back. I see yeah. it. I see it. Yeah. All right, what's the beef of the week on social media this week? For anybody listening on this audio out there mm-hmm. watching live, what is it? Well, there's been a few beefs. I unintentionally started a beef with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Didn't mean to. Um, it just, uh, I remember on Sunday, I tweeted out a picture of that big gap of Trey Smith and said he didn't score. People got upset about it. I didn't mean it that way. Um, so move on from there. I think really the big beef of the week, this is really the, the, the beef is me and Redbox going on right now, actually. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Redbox <laughs> doesn't like me apparently because I said their business model sucks. But besides that, um, there's been some in-season releases that were kind of caught some people off guard. Stephon Gilmore didn't end up being released. He ended up being traded. And then Jalen Smith. By the way. Yeah. Genius by oh. Carolina. Oh, yeah. Just to go and nab him real quick. That's awesome. You're gonna um, get a comp- yeah. You get a comp pick for anybody listening. When Carolina has – they basically just bought a draft pick because they have cap space and nobody yep. else does. So they're willing to throw a six-round pick so New England can get something. They have to eat that salary, but if they don't pay Stephon Gilmore this offseason, he goes sign some big deal somewhere. That works towards their comp pick formula. They can end up with like a third-round pick by trading a sixth just because they paid his contract. So that's genius, yeah. like big brain stuff from the Panthers. I thought it was ingenious. To your point, BJ, if I wasn't a Chiefs fan, I would probably be a Panthers fan. That's kind of a weird random team to throw out there. But um, I really do like the Panthers, like the direction no, that organization is heading. Wasn't going to be the Titans. Was not going to yeah. be the Titans. Yeah, no. um, but I think, I, I think Jalen Smith was also released from the Cowboys. So the big beef of the week was, should the Chiefs add somebody to the defense? It's notorious that Steve Spagnuolo, as I mentioned earlier, loves guys that have been in the system loves guys that know the verbiage and everything like that. So if they are going to add somebody to be somebody who's familiar with the system. So I want to ask you guys, I'm going to kind of ask you guys this question. Do you think the chiefs add any defensive players this season for the rest of the season, a free agent or via the trade? Yes, I absolutely think. I mean, there's somebody's going to get hurt. They're going to have to bring in a veteran like they did with Terrell Suggs. They're going to, they're going to bring in somebody. It doesn't mean it has to be a big name. Uh, or somebody that has a lot of success, but they're going to end up signing some veteran at some point. And it's not anything I'm predicting. I just, there's going to be injuries and you got to bring somebody in. Uh, so my get, my prediction would be yes. I'm going to be disappointed that they didn't pick up Jalen Smith. Uh, a part of me just, it feels like you got another linebacker who can cover and run stuff. Uh, I know people are putting these clips out that look ridiculous where they're showing a couple samples and they're not watching the full games and seeing how he plays. I mean, this man was a pro bowler. This man played well. Uh, new system. He wasn't picking it up. Fell out of favor with Dan Quinn. Uh, you know, they, they like Van Der Esch, you know, so much better anyways in that system. And Dan Quinn's really just trying to be a, like a rabble rouser and just trying to do something bold yeah. and, and kind of light a fire under his team's defense saying, listen, you know, here's, here's what we expect. And then they did something drastic and released a, a veteran midway through the season. So I feel like if the pa- the Packers get him, did the Packers get Jalen Smith? Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, 
what's going to happen is anybody you have a guy who who is that hurt by his team, you know, it's embarrassing. Like it's flat out embarrassing to get cut like that. And for for him to go with Green Bay, he's be so grateful to Green Bay. He's going to give it his all. Uh, I think the Chiefs could have used that one year hit. Um, you know, he's got the, the the camaraderie with Hitch already, so Hitch can can translate the playbook for him. You know, he he could have d- done that well, and uh, so I think it was a missed opportunity. But at the same time, when you got a linebacker on IR already, it just you know you can't be just loading up the shelves. You know, and then you know you got a good fit going too. And on the flip side, it breaks up what the Chiefs have going right now. Yeah, I think the physical stuff uh, is a is a thing, and I know Jalen Smith had a lot of that coming out of college. Obviously, he's played, but. For me, I look at it a little differently. I know a lot of people were making the comparison to he's you know similar to Willie Gay. They're going to get Willie back. He, he's the guy. And, I mean, how many linebackers do you have? And you can't tell me that Jalen Smith wouldn't be one of the five best linebackers on the Chiefs team right now. And so he'd, start off on, he'd start off on the practice squad, like however that would work out to get caught up to speed. But it's not about him beating out Anthony Hitchens. The point is, can you make that room better? Is he better than your worst guy on the 53-man roster? Same conversation with like Josh Gordon. Can he be your number two or number three? He didn't have to be that. He has to be better than Marcus Kemp. That's it. The same thing with, he has to be, Jalen Smith would have to be better than, who's the last linebacker on the roster? Darius Harris? DOD. Dorian O'Daniel. He's got to be better than Dorian Mm -hmm. O'Daniel. And Dorian Mm -hmm. O'Daniel, special teams, all of that. I get it, but... Um, that's how I look at same thing with Stephon Gilmore and nobody could make the case that he was right. going to be one of the best players. That's more of a financial thing, mm-hmm. but I, yes, that actual point Tucker, you did a great job being Thank you. handed the crown prime mm-hmm. beef of the week. And so right now it is time for our final segment always goes about 20 minutes blind nil for anybody who's listening. I know we had a couple of questions on blind nil blind nil is basically each of us bring a question to the table that we don't know what each other are bringing and we just have a discussion topic. I'm going to go first. Nick, you get to go first. Who is your least favorite NFL player of all time? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I my least violence least today. favorite. Shite. Now, how are we talking like off the field? Are we talking like on the field or? Oh, you know, I'm just easy. Bill Both. Romanowski. Bill Romanowski. Easily, That's mine. Easily, all right. All right. That's easy. Um, I think when, when, the, the, there's a there's an element to to punishing someone, you know, dropping them in the dirt, tackling someone hard, hitting someone really hard. But I think he broke JJ Stokes' finger and spit in someone's face. That crosses a line. You know, that to me absolutely crosses line. Football's a, a violent game. It's 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 knowingly it's violent. Everyone knows that. But when you cross that line and injure someone on purpose, you've broken the code. You know, you've broken that sort of brotherhood code where, you know, I'm going to beat you up as much as I can. But if I do vi- intentional violence, like like twist an ankle or, or you know, hurt someone on purpose, that's, that's no bueno. That's so, yeah. so I'd say easily, easily Bill Romanowski. That was a good one. Tuck, who do you got? The first one that popped into my head was Derek Carr. Um, <laughs> I don't. Did you uh, see his quote this week? Did you see the Joey Bosa back and forth? He, Joey Bosa is 100% right. I mean, it, it's pretty good. we've talked about that forever, right? That if you just get pressure on him, he kind of melts. The Chiefs have not been able to do that <laughs> very recently. Uh, you see Derek Carr? He's like, yeah, that, it pissed me off. Good job, bud. <laughs> that was his response. <laughs> I mean, I mean he's yeah. right. Yeah, it made me mad. Maybe the Carr family, because uh, his brother's kind of the worst to do on social media. But you know what? Oh, my. So. He likes his brother. <laughs> 
All right, my least favorite player. It was going to be Bill Romanowski, but I'm just going to throw it there because I don't. I never trusted when he was on the field because he was always taking cheap shots. Was Jaleel Adai? We talked about him on this show before. Former Charger safety, he's probably still in the league somewhere. You got the dreads running around, but uh, still one of my favorite pictures of all time during the time that I was with the Chiefs was Alex Smith getting a Jaleel Adai's face after one play where Jaleel Adai went after like he slid and Jaleel Adai went flying over his face and Alex got in his face, and then I did the math like a. Crunched all the numbers after that play, and the Chiefs scored touchdowns on like seven of their next like ten offensive drives. Like that was a catalyst moment, and it was Alex Smith showing a little bit more fire than he normally would. He was normally pretty calm, um, and that was the same game afterwards that he has that like crazy uh, gladiator type photo. It was the same game, um, but yeah, he Julio mm-hmm. really is absolutely up there with Bill Romanowski and freaking Salmon. Sal, Sal, Salomon safety with the Raiders. I can't think of his name. Right. Who's the young safety for the Raiders? Tuck. Um, I can't think of his name right now. I just immediately thought of Damon Arnett, 24. who also I don't like. Um, so <laughs> it all works out. All right, Nick, your turn for blind nail. What do you got? So uh, we'll go through Tucker first. Um, with with everyone getting released like two, two veterans getting released midseason and then, you know, finding new homes. What is uh, the, like the kind of story is sort of renewal, right? Where you, you have this sort of vendetta that you're going to go after. Have you guys ever experienced that where you've been released by a team and then you go on forward and then you have like, what's your energy like after that happens? Mm. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, yeah. I think that uh, obviously mine's not in the athletic realm of things because I'm not a professional athlete, never have been, never will be probably. Um, But I think that when it came to me, I'd take a lot of things personal just as a human being. Um, So it's like once I got laid off because of COVID, I took it personal, like maybe I did something wrong. So there's a, there's always that thing of, it is Abrams that he's very Jonathan right. Abrams. Um, yeah, it's Jonathan Abrams. He sucks. Um, but <laughs> it's one of those things of like you want you feel like you need to prove somebody wrong because you felt like that you've been wrong, yeah. so you have to make sure that they've been proved wrong. So that's the only thing I can really think of. Um, I don't think I really did that in like I mean in high school I you know beat out the I was a sophomore and I beat the senior out for to play center. So wow. I mean I guess I did that. I um, that's big. Yeah, I see you. So. It's not a big deal, I guess. It's a big so, deal. Sophomore uh, beating a center, a senior. Geez, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm not. No one was really in the market for five eight centers uh, <laughs> when bad. I was coming out of, out of college, fresh out. You know, I was just uh, behind my time. But PJ, what do you got? <laughs> yeah, I I've never had that feeling in the sports world. I when I transferred from Central Missouri to K State, it was more like I need to prove that I can play at the Division one level um on the baseball side football i was just i was bad i was in high school i was a punter um <laughs> i didn't have a lot to prove i was just trying not to i was just trying not to screw it up for the seniors like we had 19 <laughs> seniors my sophomore year we won we were undefeated state champions my sophomore year okay. with 19 seniors with 19 senior starters Damn. not 19 seniors 19 senior starters and so when i went out to punt it was just like don't screw this up like, don't <laughs> like they're gonna be so pissed i'm gonna get my tail kicked uh and i run back to the sideline so it was more trying to survive and not screw everything up for the seniors um, then. But when I got to K-State, it was uh, trying to prove that I belonged at that level or that I could compete if I was at my best. 
So I never, I mean, people find chips wherever you can. I mean, when I was playing, I would take any kind of look as a slight and I would use that to be like, oh, he didn't think I could do this. And the guy was probably looking behind me. Like wasn't even paying attention to me, but I was using it for, uh, for motivation for sure. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Obviously I have. Yeah, absolutely. I remember I got cut my fourth year from Arizona and then three weeks later I was in St. Louis playing versus Arizona. So yeah, I still, my, my wife still harbors a grudge against Ken Wisenhunt whenever she sees him coaching on the sidelines. Mm. All right. I'll, I'll join that club. I have no, no dog in that fight. I'm yeah. a, I'm anti Ken Wisenhunt. Now. There you go. No. Aaron and I my loyalties can be bought. My, mine, uh, mine were actually bought. So, yeah, we're me... through four in Arizona, then you go to St. Louis. Like, okay, I'm on this team now. Okay, all right. So, yeah, those are my friends, so not anymore. Were you there at the same time Denario Alexander was there? Uh, no, hmm. I never played with him. Yeah, hmm. all right. What's your blind nil? My blind nil has to do with the game. Um, it seems like a novel concept, but <laughs> um. Who is going to have more total yards rushing, passing, Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? Who wants to start? Um, I think I think Josh Allen have more rushing yards, but I think Mahomes will have the combined. I think Josh Allen's going to have more total yards than Patrick Mahomes is. I think he's going to put up more yards. We saw it last week. He had five touchdowns. He had under 300 yards passing. Yeah. So I, I'm going to go with under. Uh for Patrick Mahomes, amazingly. And they're also the Bills are just a better defense also. He's got a tougher right. challenge going up against that way. But I still think if the Chiefs win the turnover battle, I think they win. If not, they can't. They can't pl- We've joked before about how poorly can they play and still win uh, with that margin of error. They can't do that in this game. If they play like they did against Baltimore, it's, they're not going to have a chance at the end of this game. Buffalo is, is playing better. And if you get behind on these guys, they've got some young dudes up front who can get after the quarterback and really pin their ears back and make things difficult. So we saw it last year. They leaned on Clyde Edwards-Elair in the running game. It was the Buffalo game that really kind of jumped out all of a sudden where I think he went over 100 yards and it was just like, okay, we're going to run the football a little bit. We've seen back-to-back 100-yard games. It doesn't feel like that because it's always Patrick Mahomes this and Patrick Mahomes that, but I wouldn't be surprised if they try to slow down that pass rush or control it a little bit, get that physicality. Um, they they absolutely need to. I want to see that yeah. Philly game plan. You know, hand the ball. I think, and, and like like I've talked about every week, I think this was the week versus Philly. And um, you got Hargraves and Fletcher Cox, you know, on that D-line. So that's a really good Philly D-line. Uh, don't underestimate that. Uh, but, I mean, <laughs> they – they ran the damn ball down their throat, like on them draw plays, and they were getting great chunks. And the cool thing about draw is that I think it's sort of underutilized because people just do, you know, run pass option is the draws. You know, it simulates pass, right? So for them, DNs are getting up, D linemen are getting up, and then our, uh, the Chiefs' O line is stonewalling them, and they're getting they're gashing defenses, man. And, and I think that's what you know we're finally starting to see. You know, this Chiefs offensive coordinators figure out what this O-line can do. Cause when I mean, you've got a brand new O-line, you don't know what they can do. And then, so it's all about matching, you know, like, like building a suit, right? It's not the suit from last year. Here guys wear this. No, it doesn't fit. You know, it doesn't, this doesn't make me feel good. Now you have to tailor that suit and they've tailored the suit. So now they've, and they've gotten the best tailor. Whereas honestly, I think the bills are, are hyped. I think there are a lot of hype. They're gonna be hype all this season. I just looked at their, their schedule. They have the worst schedule ever. 
Seriously? No, they're they're not that good as advertised, but they might they might give the Chiefs work because they're uh, hot right now. Because they play so hot, so hot right now. That Han Solo. Tucker wants to jump in with something. They did get bought by the Steelers. Yeah, Um, yeah, and Big Ben is as mobile as a tree. So yeah. I, I I think that that's something to, to talk about. Matt Milano's also injured for Buffalo, um, who was also injured the first time that Clyde Edwards Slayer ran all over them. Um, I don't think that that's not a coincidence. I think that he probably does have something to do with that run game. I don't know. Um, but I, I, I'm, really, I'm really scared about this Chiefs defense. Um, scared is the right word. I think I wanted to use. It I is, think I was, I was trying out? to you think. Want to have another th- therapy Thursday? Do you want to, do, do to make might, Tucker feel better? That might need to be a, a, a new segment. Is therapy Thursday where I just say that this defense absolutely terrifies me in every aspect of it. And going up against a good quarterback like Josh Allen, some good wide receivers like you know Stephon Diggs, absolute stud. They've got some good guys on that team on that offense, and that's what worries me about. You know, the total yards that I brought up, I think Josh Allen does get more total yards, but do I think that that's going to make them win the game? No. I mean, if the Chiefs get like three stops, it's they're fine. Like the offense can <laughs> score um, six of seven drives, but if they get three stops, that's it. Like, I mean, the the, the bar is so low for this Chiefs defense, right? It's just like, <laughs> just hold them to a field goal. Like that's literally, that's it. And then just Patrick Mahomes will go score a touchdown. And you're just like, just please, just hold them to a field goal. That's what I plead every time that they get the, that the other team gets the ball. Just hold them to a field goal. Get a stop. Hey, get off the field. Hold on. Hold on. I have a question. Tell me right now, right now, who are, who are going to be the, the top, who are the top four AFC teams right now? Chiefs, Bills, Ravens, Chargers. Cleveland. I said Browns, didn't I? Browns, Chargers, Bills, ooh, Chiefs, Ravens. That's five. So first four weeks of the Chiefs schedule. First five weeks. Of the oh, Chiefs yeah. schedule. They're, they're five of the ten best teams in the NFL. I'm t- I'm telling you, the schedule they threw at Kansas City. The yeah. schedule they this gauntlet, and we talked about it earlier. This gauntlet is is like sure this defense has given a lot of points, but I mean. The fucking uh, Baltimore was like the top rushing offense last year. Um, Cleveland. Cleveland was the second or third behind. Uh, Tennessee was the top, obviously. Um, so, uh, okay, so there's like there's like a, a disconnect. You think this is how good the uh, uh, who are we playing? The Bills, their their defenses, right? And who have they played? Nobody, not a damn soul. And who has Kansas City played? They played pretty much the top top four offenses you know coming up so this is not a good measuring stick so the bills are imposters i i think mm-hmm. the bills are like no i think they're good they're definitely really good but they haven't been tested i mean yeah. the, you know the chiefs have been That's battle fair. tested the chiefs have been battle that, tested and this is that game and i don't think there's any way you can go around yeah. it this game means more to the bills than it does to the chiefs and it's not a slight to the chiefs it doesn't mean they're going to try any less it just means the Bills are a team that wants to prove that they can play at the level of the Chiefs. This is the what three time AFC mm-hmm. title? We've been to the AFC title game three years in a row. I mean, yeah, and the Chiefs are battle tested. Yeah. The other yeah. thing, Tucker, to make you feel a little bit better on this Therapy Thursday, and I, I feel bad <laughs> saying that because that's Danny Parkins and C. Dot Harris, and that was their segment. So like, I'm not gonna say 
Therapy Thursday and not throw that out there. At least give them credit for it and not pretend. Words? No. Putting words together? That, <laughs> listen, you give credit where it's due. No, Therapy Thursday is not in the back of my mind because I came up with it. It was already there. But Tucker, to make you feel a little bit better, and I could be out to lunch here, but every I can't get the sight of Josh Allen at the Senior Bowl throwing a you know, a two-step slant, three rows into the stadium because he wasn't very accurate. I can't get that out of my head. I can't get out of my head that he completed like 56% of his passes in college at Wyoming or wherever he was. Like he was not accurate in college. I didn't think he was going to be as good as he is. I didn't think he could all of a sudden become more accurate. But where did the Chiefs struggle defensively in the pass game? And what kind of passes does it take to find success against those. Those are touch passes. Those are short crossers, swing passes, not necessarily the strength of a big arm guy like Josh Allen that does not fall into his strength. So some of those shorter passes, if he throws it on the back hip, if he throws it to where he's breaking stride, it'll give our, our linebackers who may be 15 yards away, give them a little bit more opportunity to get closer to try to make one of those tackles. So it's not as big of a gain. So if you want a little bit of positive, it's not like there's just, you know, noodle arm quarterback. There's a real accurate hitting guys in stride on the way. Maybe Josh Allen isn't going to be able to take advantage as much as other quarterbacks because of the accuracy issues, particularly underneath on some touch passes. It's the best I can do. I, I tried. Yeah, I think that's really fair. And I think if the Chiefs can get the Bills behind the sticks on the early downs, Steve Spagnuolo can kind of get into his bag of tricks and run these blitzes that he likes to do, really turn up the pressure on Josh Allen. I think that that's really what the Chiefs need to do is come out aggressive on defense. And yeah, maybe gamble a little bit. Maybe gamble in the blitzes. Maybe send some extra guys that, that you wouldn't and try to get home or make Josh Allen feel like you're getting home to rush that whole process, everything like that. Yeah, and I think Spags has had success with uh, Legereus in the corner cat. You know, because I think with these athletic quarterbacks, you get the most supreme fast being on the planet, and that's your cornerback. And those guys are, are trackster speed guys, and they will hunt. And when you release that that corner blitz, if it's picked up, you can you can get beat bad. But if it's not picked up, they are hell on wheels for any quarterback trying to trying to backpedal out of that when a when a four two guy is barreling at you unblocked. Seems a good question. I know we're kind of just going off the cuff here, but if you were starting an NFL team and you weren't starting with Patrick Mahomes, who is the quarterback in the NFL that you would take right now for the next like five years, not to win one game. Cause I don't Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, like not in this category, young quarterback to build around. If it wasn't Patrick Mahomes, what young quarterback would you want? Justin Tucker. Got to be Herbert. Um, Nick? I really oh. like him. That's all I have to say is that I really like him. Yeah, I, I, I was. That's my my first thought. I went the list. Um, uh, I, 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 you know, I would take Baker Mayfield. You know, I, I think Baker's got a, a proven track record. You know, I think you know they've really done a lot. You know, didn't he suffer through uh, Freddie Kitchens too? Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> so, so he's tasted what it's like to have a, a, a bad coach, like mm-hmm. a very bad coach, and he's tasted what it's like to have a great coach. And I think Baker is uh, more of a, an overall leader just because he's got more experience. And so he's a little bit more seasoned without being, you know, 10, 12 years deep. So I would take Baker wow. Mayfield. Plus he's overcome okay. a lot. You know, he overcame that uh, yes. Johnny Manziel stigma as well yep. too. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you guys. I want to join his book club. Those progressive commercials. 
He's so good at that. Like I, I don't think he's one of those guys. Like I actually like him more now in the NFL than I did when he was in college. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't have any issue. Like it wasn't a K state thing. It's just, I didn't like the personality, but he's one of those guys you knew. It's like, I don't like him, but if he was my guy, I would love him. Like he's, yeah. he's just one of those guys, but it's funny you say that. Cause I would love either one of those quarterbacks. We didn't mention Josh Allen and I saw it in the, the comments, but my guy would be Kyler Murray. Like I would take yeah. Kyler Murray yeah. just because I know he's got some weapons down there, but he's, this is a fun dude to watch play. There we go. Jeremy yeah. Green and I are on the same page. Uh, and then uh, Vince, the fearless leader from our Facebook group. Uh, and shout out to everybody on the Facebook group who is listening. We appreciate all of your guys' support. But Joe Burrow is another one of those guys. And I wouldn't mind having Joe Burrow in that moxie like in my locker room. That's a guy that uh, I feel like grown men will follow that dude, the way that he carries himself. I saw some of the mic'd up, some of the comments like, hey, it's my time yeah. now. Like, I like that stuff. Nick, you're shaking your head. Like, do you not like, are you not a Joe Burrow guy? It just, listen, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big cigar guy. Like I love cigars <laughs> and he smoked that cigar. So God awful. It just, it just, it ruined me. <laughs> Joe Burrow for life. <laughs> just, I'm like, amazing. he's a clown smoker. He's a clown smoker. Okay. And it just, it wasn't lit. Well, I don't care if you're in that, if you really, he was doing that for show more than he was doing it for the taste of a cigar. I could tell he had course. runners. It and wasn't it works right. Because that was yeah. so he just looked like a chode. He looked like a chode. It was, no, no. It was a ball. Yeah, I thought it was pretty baller. It looked terrible. I thought it was pretty baller too. But if you know, you know. For the yeah, for the the cigar, it's, it's not like he was playing it up to like Tucker and I. Like, correct. Like, yeah, correct. He's he's a target demographic. He's a target demographic. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's a clown smoker. I, I hope I, I don't, maybe in real life he, he smokes well. Right. But it, it really bugged me. It really as you can see, tell. It, it bugged me forever. Every time I see a picture, I was like, he's so cool. I'm like, he's such a turd. Like that is the worst. <laughs> I get, uh, it drives me crazy when you give some cigar and they just get it hot and scorch the tobacco and you, all the smoke. There should never be a lot of smoke when you're smoking a cigar. It's like it's like roasting a um, like meat or something like that. You know, you're supposed to slow burn, keep it at a level angle, uh, don't get it too hot, and you know, taste the tobacco. You know, taste the flavors and the nuances in it. Not clowns you and I should it. talk offline because yeah. apparently I've been doing it wrong my entire life too. Because AFC <laughs> Championship game, all I was trying to do is just get smoke everywhere. Don't. <laughs> just like I thought. You probably got tongue point. bite. You probably got tongue bite, right? Because it just, no, I actually it inhaled bad. the whole damn thing and then oh, threw God. up everywhere. That's a story for a different time. <laughs> Everybody, the AFC title game, the Chiefs won and then went to the Super Bowl. It was not a fun after party, but luckily I had gotten away from the party before everybody saw me fall apart. <laughs> yes, it was. Inhaling an entire cigar, like bad idea. All right, before we get to the final segment, which is just thoughts on the game. Again, thank you everybody who is listening. And if you are watching on YouTube, please pound that subscribe button. And if you are listening... Anywhere, if you are listening to the podcast, please subscribe, rate, review. If you like our podcast, please leave a note. If you don't, then don't leave a note. Um, just say positive no. things anyway. Leave a note. Leave a note. Let us leave us leave us a note, but give us some constructive criticism on how uh, we could yeah. make this show better for you because we're trying to be a little bit different. So every show on the network is a little bit different. So for those who want more X's and O's and breakdowns, and we see some of those comments. We intentionally aren't doing that on this show, not because we don't want to, because that's what the laboratory does. So we're trying to be a little more fun, a little more laid back. So this is by uh, this is intentional, the way that we are doing this. So, again, thank you, everybody who has been listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that. All right, Nick, final thoughts. Give us your 30 second pitch of what you're looking for on Sunday night and what do the Chiefs have to do 
to win. Um, I'm, I'm, I kind of like uh, Chris Collinsworth. So I'll be, I'll be curious to see the advanced stats. You know, he works, you know, he's a part owner of PFF and PFF is it's, it's like most stats, you know, you can take it with a grain of salt. I think some are good, some are bad. I'll be curious to see, you know, what he has to say. And uh, I'm also just, I'm looking to see what the bills are going to do. This is their Super Bowl. So the chiefs have gotten, you know, every team's shot and we're going to see what sort of, um, what sort of bug patch they can fix to speak computers on you guys uh, to see how they can attack this chief's offense. And I mean, everyone can attack this chief's defense. So it'll be a measuring stick for this bill's offense to see, you know, how they rank versus, you know, the other top offenses in this league and the chargers and um, the Browns and the Ravens. So we'll see, you know, even another measuring stick, see who can beat up on the chiefs, you know, cause they're playing all the top offenses in the first six weeks. Yep. Tucker thoughts on the game. The last time the Bills and the Chiefs played each other, there were some questionable fourth down calls by Sean McDermott. Whether to punt, whether to go for it, whether to kick field goals, whether to go for it. I'm going to be interested to see how McDermott and the Bills approach fourth downs now. We've seen teams from the Eagles to the Browns to the Ravens everywhere on the field is four down territory against this Chiefs defense, against the Chiefs because you almost have to do that. Uh, you have to try to get this uh, state, keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. So I'm going to see how McDermott kind of changes his approach to that. Like you've mentioned, Nick and, and BJ, they haven't really been tested. They haven't really been put in those fourth down situations. So I'm excited to see how that happens. I did not mean to put that second comment up there praising myself. That was more <laughs> over my dead body game. Sorry, everybody who's watching on YouTube. That was not intentional. But Cammy, yeah, that was a that was a Therese Paler comment, the yep. over my dead body games. That was something that Therese always used to say. And this very much fits in that because as much as we say and have been, you know, spent the last 45 minutes on the show saying that this game means more to the Bills, uh, let's not pretend that Patrick Mahomes and those guys haven't been reading all the comments and seeing everything that all of a sudden four weeks after we were talking about going undefeated, people wrote off the team. They said a lot of things. And these guys, Nick, you and I have been talking about this for three years back on in the trenches that players collect chips any way and every way they can. And the, the chiefs players are very good at finding those chips when they're not there. And when they are, they'll, they'll use them. So to Cammy's point, I, this could definitely be one of those. There's only two primetime games for the chiefs. Uh, at home and they're two of the next four games this game and then the other new york team the giants randomly got a home <laughs> game at hey Turbo they're Red. looking good did you see that coin toss yeah. did you see that coin toss just, from peppers yes, I saw that it. was amazing saw that was, <laughs> was amazing move. that was a boss that's move. the energy but, i want but of all the uh -huh. games that you're going to give the home the chiefs a prime time game at home i just it's just random that it was the giants that's just of all Saquon, the games take one yeah of all the games that one was random but for me this game is all about turnovers uh but Buffalo is number one in the league in turnovers. You can talk about the offenses that they've played. They found success. They've skunked two teams that they've played. That's not going to happen against the Chiefs. How do they respond when they get punched in the mouth for the first time? Or, you know, most of these guys have, you know, they, a lot of these guys have played the Chiefs last year. It's not like they've never seen this, but it'll be interesting to see how they react to a team that can come out and fight and put up points the same way that they do. And you don't know that until you get out there. So those are one of the things or things that I'm looking forward to. Another thing I'm looking forward to for anyone who's listening that lives in the Kansas City area, Maddie Lane, Craig Stout, Tucker, Kent Swanson, myself, we will all be at the Bullpen Bar and Grill in Overland Park for the game on Sunday night. So if you don't have a spot to watch the game, if you're not going to the game, come hang out with us. We'll be doing the post-game show from there after. It'll be a late one, 
after the primetime game. But so if you don't live in Kansas City, you can catch us on the postgame show. If you do live in Kansas City, you don't have a spot, come join us on that. Other thing I want to shout out is Prairie View Elementary School in Lee Summit, Missouri. I will see you guys tomorrow morning. If you're listening to this after the fact, I'm probably delivering right when you were listening to this on Friday morning. We are delivering 100 cookies from Cookie Society, Jeff and Marissa Allen's company down in Frisco. We are sending 100 cookies as a thank you as part of our Feed It Forward teacher appreciation campaign. And for anyone who's listening, if you have any friends, if you want to support teachers, for every subscriber we get to our newsletter, from here to the rest for the to the end of the regular season, we you sign up fifty dollars for a year's worth of subscription for ten cents per newsletter, whatever it turns out to over the course of an entire year. We're going to send five additional cookies to five different teachers within Kansas City as just an additional thank you for teachers during this COVID time to do some things in a thankless job most of the time anyway, particularly with all of the challenge that they faced uh, with all the COVID stuff and mask mandates and all, all this stuff. I come from a family of teachers, so it means a lot to me. Anyway, thank you so much, Chiefs Kingdom. We appreciate your support, and we will see you after the game. Thank you so much.